This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's episode. It's Friday, September the 23rd, very nearly the weekend. Coming up, we've got plans to upgrade part of Sheppey coming under the spotlight. Find out why people in Medway are scared to use a local wreck. Plus, you can hear from former Strictly star Ola Jordan ahead of the new series launch show. Tonight must be nearly Christmas, surely. But first today, the future of a 280-year-old paper mill near Canterbury has been thrown into doubt again after the owners were placed into administration. 80 jobs were saved at the site in Chartham during a buyout two years ago. But the company, which also has sites elsewhere, says it's been making a loss, blaming a difficult trading environment because of COVID and the cost of living crisis. Not the first company to say that, I'm sure. It's thought about 90 people worked at Chartham Paper Mill, with 67 understood to have already lost their jobs. A statement has been released by the administrators. This is what some of it has to say. The directors of the group worked extensively, exploring all options to safeguard the future of the business. But with a solvent solution unable to be secured, took the difficult decision to place the group's UK companies into administration. Regrettably, the joint administrators made 368 of the group's 463 UK-based employees redundant immediately following their appointment. A total of 95 members of staff have been retained by the joint administrators to assist them with the operation of limited activity across the two sites whilst they explore any possibility of a sale of the sites and assets. So really, really difficult time for those families involved there. And this news comes as the Chancellor announces a mini budget in a bid to help with the cost of living. We say mini, but Kwasi Kwarteng actually announced the biggest tax cuts since 1972. That is how, Mr Speaker, we will turn this vicious cycle of stagnation into a virtuous cycle of growth. So as a government, we will focus on growth even where that means taking difficult decisions. It'll benefit around 660,000 of the country's biggest earners, but what about the rest of us? Well, we'll see a reduction in the basic rate of income tax from 20p to 19p brought forward to next year, stamp duties being cut too. With some reaction, here's Antonio Fletcher from Whitehead Moncton Solicitors in Maidstone. In terms of positives, I think it it very much depends on which hat you're wearing uh, as to whether they're they're positive or not. Uh, I think certainly the government will say that uh, measures um, around the, um, for example, uh, um, one of the first things that the Chancellor mentioned was was strikes during his announcement and the fact that, uh, that, that having strikes lined up was, in his view, um, you know, sort of not a positive thing to be t- t- talking about. I think it's never a positive thing, but the targeting of strikes adding an, a, a, a further complexity to circumstances when, when strikes can be called. Um, certainly, um, I would uh, hasten to add that many... Uh, employees and trade unions would disagree that that is a, a positive thing, but perhaps business leaders would would take a view that uh, f- from a stability perspective that that would be a positive thing. Certainly, there there are positives um, that, that 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 people can draw from things like um, tax cuts and repeals of changes to NI and things like that that 
that should result in um, more money in people's pockets. That's sort of, again, being presented as a way of, A, trying to remove um, more of the burden from the benefit system, but B, also uh, bearing in mind that we have gaps in the workforce and quite significant ones in certain sectors uh, of trying to encourage more people to get either back into work or potentially work more hours and earn more and things like that. Um, so so that is you know, perhaps a change that is more pro-employer and employee, hopefully helps the employers um, heal the gaps that they have in their, um, in their workforces, but also from an employee's perspective means that they've got they've got more money in their in their pockets. Well, the MP for Tunbridge Wells is calling on the new Chancellor to build on what he's described as our excellence in science and innovation. Greg Clark had this question for him in the Commons. So will my right honourable friend uh, say whether he's still committed to reaching the 2.4% international average uh, for R&D investment by 2027 uh, and to achieve his target uh, of 20 billion by the end of this parliament? Kwasi Kwarteng responded by saying he would work with him on the matter. Meantime, the MP for Faversham and Mig Kent welcomed what she called the Chancellor's focus and drive for increased economic growth. But speaking in the Commons earlier, Helen Waitley wanted reassurance on one thing. Can I ask him to assure me as part of that that government will be absolutely focused as well on reducing the barriers that sometimes prevent people from working more and earning more, particularly skills and childcare? Here's Kwasi Kwarteng's response. That's clearly an issue which can unlock growth and also protect families uh, so that they can go out and earn money to look after their their family. I mean, that's really important. We'd love to know what you think of today's announcements. Will they help you or should the government have gone even further? You can comment on the story at Kent Online or via our socials. Meantime, the government's drawing up plans to allow new grammar schools to open, ending a 24-year ban. Education Secretary Kit Malthouse says they're looking at the policy as they want to give parents more choice. Now, Kent is currently one of the only counties to still have a grammar system. Many have had to expand in recent years as demand for places has risen. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And a teenager's denied murdering a man who was stabbed to death in Tunbridge. 20-year-old Thomas Wall was found slumped against a wall in Avebury Avenue last month. A 16-year-old from the town is due to go on trial in February. A 17-year-old from London is due to enter a plea to the same charge next month. A woman's been banned from a block of flats in Hearn after making her neighbours' lives a misery with antisocial behaviour. People living in Ridley Close have had to deal with noise, threats of violence and visitors coming and going throughout the day and night. The council has now secured a court order preventing her from entering the building. Litter wardens have issued a quarter of a million pounds worth of fines in and around Canterbury in just four months. National Enforcement Solutions started patrolling the city along with Whitstable and Herne Bay in May. Around 1,650 penalties have been handed out. We're told the majority are for dropping cigarette butts. Now, plans to redevelop part of Sheppey have been criticised for focusing on building a new crazy golf course instead of upgrading a swimming pool. Bosses have applied for £20 million of funding through the government's levelling up scheme. The Sheerness Revival project is designed to improve health, education, leisure and employment opportunities on the island. But local councillor Bill Tatton isn't happy. The money would be far better spent on swimming pool towards life skills where 
children, adults, whomever, can be taught, if you like, the minimum of the starfish floating exercises that are being shown by RNI. I don't see how anyone will get any life skills from a crazy golf course. We already have a literally brand new one at Laysdown Promenade. We also have a pitch and putt at Shellness Road, a par three pitch and putt at Shellness Road in Laysdown again. And we also have Sheppey Golf Course, which opens up their doors, if you like, in the afternoon to non-members. So what else would you like to spend the, the money on? All of it should be spent on upgrading the swimming pool because it does give life skills. Other things, yes, I suppose you could spend some on them. I would personally like to see more employment attracted to the island. Do you think people from the rest of the island can get to Sheerness? No, because the transport infrastructure is so is not desirable. I mean, why would you want to commute from Laysdown, being the furthest in the east, into Sheerness to play crazy golf? This guy that's designed it said it will attract tourists. I don't know what land he lives on, but tourists don't arrive in Sheerness by train. If they do, they get a cab or a bus out to their holiday sites. Don't stay in Sheerness. Because he's designed a new sort of walkway into Sheerness. Right. His idea is a better view for when you come out of the railway station. We've got a brand new, literally brand new, war memorial in Portland Stone that is super clean. We've got a, if you like, rustic gardening space between it. That could be improved. But why do I want to look at a seawall? The Swale Council have told us that rebuilding the pool would simply be too expensive. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. An Apple TV and computer are among tech stolen from a house in Margate. The property in Trinity Square was targeted at the end of July, but now police have released images of a man they want to speak to. Head to the Thanet pages of Kent Online to see those pictures. Residents in Maidstone have slammed roadworks which have shut a bridge and three roads. Farley Lane is due to be shut until next month for gas mains replacement, but businesses say it's impacting trade. A spokesman for SGN said the work was essential and apologised for the inconvenience. Around £1,000 has been stolen during a break-in which has caused damage to a barber shop in Stroud. The window of Jacob's Barbers on the high street was smashed and burglars took money from the till. Police are currently looking through CCTV footage. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told people are too scared to use a park in Medway because antisocial behaviour is just getting worse. Residents say attacks on children, broken bottles, drug use and vandalism commonly happen at Raynham Rec. There are now fresh calls for action to get a grip on the trouble a year after a petition for CCTV cameras to be installed was rejected because of a lack of resources. Well, I've been speaking to Stuart Bourne, who's from the Raynham Rec community group. There's lots of issues surrounding it. I mean, the department's boredom and we used to have quite a good youth service and, and facilities for youth around in uh, Raynham. That's gone. Um, but we, I mean, antisocial behaviour has always been a problem, but I, I'm, I'm more concerned about the sort of high level stuff in terms of the criminal behaviour and the sort of drug dealing that, that we've seen increased inside the wreck. Its proximity to Raynham Station could potentially be a reason for that. You know, we talk about county lines, drug dealing and stuff like that increasing. Maybe this is just sort of the, the overspill from that. 
So what sort of things, Stuart, have you seen in the wreck when you've been there? What sort of evidence have you found? Well, the, the first thing you see is, is just litter strewn all over the place. We've seen it on so many occasions where you just walked in there and there's beer cans, broken bottles all the way around it. And then next, when you start seeing sort of graffiti and sort of that sort of level, and then you also see um, damage. We've had, we've planted some trees. They've all been destroyed um, or, or broken. Some of them have anyway. And we've had graffiti against our signs and stuff like that. And then you just hear, I mean, I don't see it myself, but we've heard a lot of residents talk about um, troublesome youths and adults sort of being loud and aggressive to people in the area. It it just it's all spirals out every time you go down there. It's quite a large area and it has a children's play section as well. But are you concerned that people are actually being put off from going there because of what's happening? Yeah, I mean, we've I and a lot of us talk to a lot of the regular users of the park, and the, one of the things we hear the most is that they they're sometimes they're scared to use the park as as they used to, especially at night. It's it's a it's a major walkthrough from people leaving Rainham Station. People avoid it at night, this because there's limited lighting and stuff like that, and and in the evenings sometimes that's when the these people gather, and it's right next to the main park, and they're intimidating to a lot of people. And I also know a few parents who avoid taking their kids there just for the same reasons. What are you trying to do to, to tackle this problem then, Stuart? Well, as you said, we had the petition last year, which we got 416 signatures, which is a quite large petition for a small council um, one. That obviously didn't happen. So we're just going to keep up the pressure. I mean, we're not going to let this issue die away. We're going to keep running stories. We're going to keep asking people because every time we talk to people about it, they'll all say, why don't we just put CCTV up there? Why don't you just put CCTV up there? So we're going to keep the pressure up and hopefully eventually someone will listen to us. How else are you hoping to transform the park finally? Um, we're just going to keep what we're doing and just pick up the litter. Um, we add, we've added new, uh, some more trees. We've had um, uh, a, a willow den put in. We're sort of, and we online we promote the park and, and point out some of the really beautiful plants and areas that are in there. So we're going to try and do our best and try and keep it tidy as best we can. But We'll just see how we get on. Kent Police say there were just two reports of antisocial behaviour there in August. They're reminding people to report any potential issues. Kent Online reports. The mum of a Medway toddler with a rare genetic condition says there is hope as the first stage of drug research was successful. 18-month-old Leo couldn't move his arms or legs when he was born before later being diagnosed with something called TBCD. He also suffers from epileptic seizures. Well, his parents have since been working with an American company. They're developing life-changing drugs for the tot. You can read their story in full by heading to the story at Kent Online. Arriva bus drivers in Kent have announced another strike date. 600 members of the Unite Union are walking out next Friday in a dispute over pay. Industrial action was previously postponed following the death of the Queen. Plans to build 4,000 homes on the outskirts of Canterbury are expected to be given the go-ahead. The Mountfield Park Garden City would also include schools, office space, community buildings, sports facilities and a health centre. It's previously been delayed because of legal issues, but planning officers will meet next Thursday to discuss the proposals. An award-winning microbrewery in Dover has announced its closing this weekend. The Thirsty Scarecrow made the announcement on its socials. It was Britain's first micro cider house and was awarded the title of Best Cider Provider in the Dover District in 2017. And plans to redevelop a Kent social club have been rejected amid claims the designs would win an Olympic gold medal for boring 
Spring Architecture. The owners of the Ashford International Sports Site on Beaver Road had wanted to demolish and replace the clubhouse as well as build two new apartment blocks. Kent Online Showbiz. Strictly is back on our TVs tonight. Paralympian Ellie Simmons, Matt Goss of Bros fame and presenter Helen Skelton are among the stars who will be battling it out for the Glitter Ball trophy. Former pro and Kemp resident Ola Jordan's been telling us what she's looking forward to seeing. Amazing dancing again. Um, they've got a great lineup again this year. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone and see how good they get and how bad they get. Um, yeah, there's going to be all, I'm sure, all good and bad in there. So uh, looking forward to watching it. Do you still keenly watch the series whenever it's out? I do, yeah. I do watch it every year. Um, we've got a column uh, in Hello every week, so we comment on everyone. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's good. It's good luck. It's good fun, and I think the whole country needs a bit of Strictly and Sparkle right now. Tracy Emmons going to auction off a painting to raise money for a community studio in her hometown of Margate. She's created the piece, which is called Like a Cloud of Blood, after being treated for bladder cancer. It's expected to sell for more than half a million pounds next month. A huge outdoor cinema is returning to Kent next week. The open-air Lunar Cinema will be at Rochester Castle. Elvis, Spider-Man, Harry Potter and Rocketman will all be showing between Thursday and Sunday. And if you're heading out, a warning that a yellow alert for heavy rain has been issued in Kent. It covers most of the county between three this afternoon and midday tomorrow. Forecasters a warning of potential flooding and travel disruption. Kent Online Sport. Cricket first and England will be hoping to recover from yesterday's defeat when they take on Pakistan in their third T20 international later. Kent's Jordan Cox is with the England squad but hasn't played in either of the first two matches. Do listen to updates on the score over on our sister radio station KMFM. Same with cricket and Ollie Robinson is going to be leaving Kent at the end of the season. He's joining Durham but has said it was an incredibly tough decision. Ollie's been at Kent since he was 10 and has made one appearances for the county. Meantime, it was a great result for Kent yesterday as they beat Hampshire by 77 runs in their penultimate game of the season. It means they take a big step to securing their Division 1 status for next year. On to football now and Gillingham will be fighting to stay out of the relegation zone when they head to Hartlepool this weekend. The Jules have only won one game so far this season and are near the bottom of the League 2 table. Tomorrow's opponents are just one place below them, but have brought in a new manager. We've been catching up with Jules defender Max Amar. I think obviously it's a new group. I think there was a big change in the summer. Um, and we just haven't been firing on all cylinders as of, it, as of yet. I think we've had good spells in games, good matches, uh, but we haven't been consistent enough. Um, that's down to us as players, really. I think the the gaffer gives us more than enough in terms of information, tactical setup. Um, we just got to start delivering. Um, we got to start defending better, and we got to start scoring a lot more goals because obviously two league goals in however many games it is, it's just not enough. Everyone in that dressing room down there will know we've got more to, more to give in terms of sort of performance. Um, I think in terms of effort, I don't think anyone can sort of question that because we always give our all. I don't see how you can be a professional footballer and not try. Like as soon as you step on a football pitch, you try and like, there'll probably be one or two in a lifetime who've got on a pitch and just don't care. But um, we just need we need sort of to galvanise the boys and make sure we're ready. They'll get a bounce back from the new manager coming in, so we've got to make sure we're more than prepared for that. Um, come Saturday at three o'clock. Um, 
But no, I mean, it's a game we're looking forward to, a game where we think we can go and win, and we've got to make sure we deliver. At the end of the day, it's still 11 v 11. That, that squad of players is still the same, and just got to make sure we overcome their energy and their sort of buzz of having the new, the new manager for the first game. Yeah. Like most teams in this league, um, well, every team in this league, there's, no, there's not going to be one easy game. Um, and we don't really look too far past sort of the game coming up, so we won't be looking forward to the game after Hartlepool. It will just be solely focused on Hartlepool. Um, and we'll go in there, work today on training on a tactical setup, a sort of a waste breaking down, all these different things. So we'll be fully equipped to go into the game. Yeah. Fans will have to travel nearly 300 miles north to watch the match live. If you're not going, you can follow the action at Kent Online. And finally, in tennis, Kent's Emma Rajikani has continued her encouraging run at the Korea Open by reaching the semi finals. She beat Poland's Magda Lynette in straight sets earlier. It's the first time the 19 year old from Orpington has won three consecutive matches at a tournament since her historic US Open victory last month. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can check out the latest review from our secret drinker. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.